Warning, the cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the, tri for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion. Unless they have been through court and they have been convicted. Please understand that moving forward. Thank you. Trigger warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Hey, everybody. This is Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast. This is episode 34, titled Pedo Santa. So this is going to be a bonus episode before Christmas that I'm dropping. And I was thinking about the other night, were there any people that might have dressed up as Santa Claus that were pedophiles? And boy, did I regret that Google search. But I found one interesting case that was very heinous. And it makes me want to keep kids away from Santa Claus is for sure uh, during the Christmas time. And just another example of how the pedophilia, child molesters, pedophiles, they are just in every facet of our life. So this case happened back in 2008. That's when it broke out in national news. I'm talking about an individual, a man named Wayne Nelson Corliss out of Union City, New Jersey. And at the time that he was arrested back in 2008, he was 58 years old. So what was unique about Wayne was that this man was an actor. He was like a, like a known Santa Claus actor. He did corporate parties, company gigs. Um, he did face painting for children. He mostly played a Santa Claus. He did a little bit of comedy, screenwriting, and things of that sort of nature, and even said that he was part of the Screen Actors Guild. But the Screen Actors Guild did not confirm nor deny or even had any, any knowledge that he was part of that guild. So that was one thing about them. That, I'm sorry, you know, my mind is just its so angry. Because when he got arrested, he told the attorneys or the or the DA 
or the people that were arresting him that this man went to Thailand back in 2002 and had sex with three underage boys between the ages of six and ten. And he described that experience as euphoric. I'm pausing right now for a little bit to let y'all let that sink in. Let me let me say it one more time. He said that having sex with three little boys was euphoric. Yeah. He actually admitted that. I just uh fucking sickening. And the people around him never suspected it. Never suspected him to be a pedophile. They never had any inclination, no red flags, nothing of that sort of nature. In fact, one person said, a person that worked with him, she even said that he was known as the best Santa Claus anyone has ever seen. Yeah. Scary, isn't it? Well, when they seized all the, all the hard drives and all the evidence out of Wayne's apartment that he lived for that he lived in for about two decades. They found dozens of raw child porn images from another investigation that he was in. I think it was over a hundred images. He this is the crazy part. So Interpol hadn't an investigation going on in 2006. For two years, they were trying to find this one particular man who was in over 100 images of child porn. Didn't hide his face or anything. And I don't know if this was just images, pictures, or videos or whatnot, but there was a an, there was an arrest that happened, a raid that happened in Norway where they confiscated like over, I think it was about over 520 thousand images of child porn and so in about a hundred of those images was Wayne Mr. Corliss and so they were searching for him for two years couldn't find any, couldn't find anything it was a failed investigation well they decided to go public and I think it was actually Mr. Uh, Ronald Noble who was Interpol's secretary general they decided to go public, and within 24 hours, they ended up getting 460 leads of people saying, yeah, I think I know this guy. I think I know who you're talking about. Three of those leads had the most valid, accurate information that led to you know, Wayne's arrest and everything like that. Oh... Um, and I think that was around the time when they were realizing that maybe we should go public with these investigations, see who we could find, because basically Wayne was just a sex tourist. He he would go to other countries. In fact, between 2000 and 2002, he went to multiple countries. I mean, or he went to Asia multiple times within that time frame, and was having sex with little boys. When they raided his apartment as well, another sick thing about it, they found several pairs of uh, boys' underwear. One of them was actually from Thailand that Wayne kept as a souvenir. Just sickness. 
you know, he was, I'm sorry, I'm trying to compose myself as well. They had neighbors and, and other people around him that were saying that he was more, that he was a computer savvy kind of guy, that he was charismatic, witty, had a good sense of humor, that just a normal guy. You would never, like they, they were shocked. They were literally shocked by this. Just like I was shocked whenever I covered a story about a, a police officer in my local area out here that was that was charged with having sex with a juvenile. You know, I, it, it it floored me because this this wasn't like this was a man that was named, you know, cop of the year and everything out here. Same kind of shock that these people had for Wayne. You know, I mean, it was like this was just a normal guy who loved, you know, who, who loved dressing up as Santa and, and, and making kids smile. Scary thought, isn't it? This is why it's important to also do background checks on people as well. But Interpol went, raided his apartment, got him arrested. He then got charged, let's see, with producing and possessing child porn. He had over a thousand images of child porn on his hard drives. Like I said, he also had the underwear from the boys. One of them was a souvenir. His landlord said that he, you know, he lived, you know, pretty normal guy, a little bit cluttered, but for the most part, just he paid his rent on time. I, you know, never was late on his rent in 20 years. Um, he just seemed like a normal Joe Blow kind of guy to people. Very unassuming. Well, he ended up getting sentenced about a year or so later. They sentenced him to 235 months in prison. And it was three charges of traveling in foreign commerce with intent to engage in illicit sexual content and one charge of producing and possessing child porn. After it was all said and done as well, though, because of his arrest, it also led to three other arrests. One of them was actually extradited from the UK to face charges in America. I don't remember the names of all of them, but one of them stuck out to me because I'm out here in Louisiana. And one of them was a guy named Roger Elkins. He was a sheriff's deputy out of Bossier City, Louisiana. He got arrested as well. I mean, they're all over the place. You know, pedophile Santa Claus. Pedo Santa. I'm telling you this story so that you can be mindful of where you bring your kids at. Be mindful of who you bring your children around. Because you just don't know now. And it's sickening. I would definitely be suspicious of anybody that wants to defend pedophiles. Like I'm just I'm 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 on heightened alert about it now. Now it makes me almost not paranoid, but very suspicious of anybody that says, ah, that's not that bad. It's you know, we should just leave those people alone. You know, no sin is uh no sin is greater than the other and I hear a lot of those type of statements and comments all the time and it just puts my hair on end. So I'm like, what are you defending or who are you defending that you know? Because I see it very common with people who have spouses or 
family members that are pedophile, child molest, not pedophiles, actual child molesters. And they make those kind of statements. I have a few final solutions we can we can implement and use that can, you know, definitely slow down the, the rate of this. But I can't mention them any, anywhere, so it's fine with me. Like I said, y'all, just keep your kids safe this holiday season. Protect them. Love on them. I... I don't know. I'm just I'm just stunned when I read that story. And this was this happened years ago. This guy is still serving his sentence now. And it, it's it's just a scary world we live in, y'all. Oh just three little boys. He went over there and he described that molesting and, and raping three boys was euphoric. It is a fucking sickness. Pedophilia is. But like I said, I'm just at a loss for words of it. It was a very unique case that has led to other investigations as well. And just honestly didn't think I was going to find that many stories about pedophile Santa Clauses. But there are dozens upon dozens and unfortunately, the one that I read that I've shared on my TikTok about the Santa Claus that beat the hell out of a child molester, that was apparently a parody satire article. That saddened me as well. I think we need more men to be uh, Santa Clauses that are good men that want to protect children and keep them safe. Even if they're not their own. But y'all, y'all take care. I love you. Be safe this holiday season, okay? Peace and goodbye. Hey, everybody. So if you just listened to this episode, then I dropped this on Christmas Eve. I've already pre-recorded this already. And I just want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays and a Good New Year as well. Uh, I love each and every single one of you. I thank you for your dedication to listening to my content. I thank you for sharing it, liking it, telling your friends and family about it. I do appreciate that immensely. That's the best gift you can give me this year. So I appreciate you immensely. And I'm so grateful and so thankful that I've met so many like-minded individuals like myself who believe in protecting children no matter what the cost is. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart. I love each and every single one of you dearly. That feel the way I do. We might disagree on how we go about it. But I can tell you this though. We all have the same mission in life. To keep these kids safe. To keep these babies safe from this type of harm and evil. And I love every one of you for it. Y'all amaze me. It gives me hope for our world. It gives me hope for our society. That people are actually waking up and opening up their eyes. And realizing they don't want these babies to be hurt. You know it. You don't have to be a victim in order to step up and fight for these survivors and these victims. I love you all so dearly. Bottom of my heart for that. Please use your voices. Make your stands. Let the world know how you feel. 
it take it's it takes courage because you'll get backlash. Trust me, you'll get backlash. Whenever I cover stories, because I'm down here in Louisiana where I grew up in a very you know Christian environment, when I do stories about the church, oh, do I get backlash on that one? Because what happens is it it breaks up people's foundations. And if you ever share stories that really chip away at the foundations of their beliefs, you'll see them defend that, right? And rightfully so. I mean, they believe in, they believe that, hey, you don't see it the way I see it, so let me tell you the way I see it, right? It's just a human reaction to defend what you believe in. Just go out of love and patience with people and realize that, hey, tell them that, look, I'm here for the children. I'm here for the survivors. I'm here for the victims of these heinous crimes and these horrible traumas and horrors of the world. Not here to argue with you. You know, and that's the same way I feel. I'm not here to argue with anybody about it. I got sick and tired of sitting on the sidelines, seeing all these babies being hurt, seeing all these, you know, these 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 children being murdered and raped and I was sick of it. I was just tired of it. And I'm pretty sure there's things that you're sick and tired of as well. Make your fight. Take a stand. You know, like Marcus Aurelius said, doing nothing is also committing injustices. Or you can commit injustices by doing nothing. Marcus Aurelius. Very famous Roman general and a fighter. So, just know that. Stand up. Let me know if you're going to start a podcast. Hell, if it's something along the lines of what I do, we'll interview you. I'll inter- I mean, I'll, or I'll interview you, and we'll you know we'll talk about it, and I'll boost you up. I'm not here to you know I'm not here for the fame and the glory, but if I can inspire somebody to be even greater than myself, to be greater than what I'm doing, I'm for it. I'm here to inspire. I'm here. I'm. Call me Sparky McGee because I'm trying to spark off the flame of a revolution. That's all I want to do because I was inspired by others as well. What y'all are seeing from me is is the seeds that have been planted in me a long time ago. And so you're now getting to witness the fruit of that labor. And I I know when you just listen to only my content on here and nowhere else, You're only getting a brief glimpse of what I'm going through on this journey. So if you got TikTok, go to TikTok. Go see all my content on there. If you're listening on Apple and Google Podcasts, you are really missing out on a lot of content that they have not put out onto onto those platforms from Spotify. There are some heinous crimes that have happened that I've covered that is only on Spotify. There's no subscription. There's no paywall to go behind. I don't have a I don't have a Patreon yet or anything like that, which maybe one day I will. I'm not saying I'm not against having it. I just I'm putting my content out there. And I hope it inspires you. I hope it I hope it you know, whether whether I piss you off or I or I give you hope, hell, go against me. I don't care. If you feel like I'm wrong, then make a podcast and say how wrong I am. It's fine. I'll even go on your podcast and listen to your arguments about me. That's fine too. Because we can sit down and have a conversation and actually have a talk. And I can share my opinions and you can share yours. But do something. 
It's better than doing nothing. I try to inspire people all the time to make videos and make these stands because, you know, it's great and all that we will go and chime in and bitch about pedophiles and child molesters and things of that sort of nature. But if we're not doing anything else positive, if we're not trying to help other people heal, if we're not trying to make these stands in this world, then what are we really bitching about? So that's what I got to say. Um, I share all plat- you know, all backgrounds and ways of life on here. I'm open to all, every single different type of people. You know, it's, I don't have a specific set of people that I'm trying to put on this podcast. So if you're feeling shy about anything like that, I don't care if you're straight, gay, white, black, rich, poor, Republican or Democrat, you know, Christian, heathen, pagan. It does not matter to me. Come to me. I'll interview you. I'll share your stories. I got people who are lined up to be interviewed, people to get back in touch with, to get back on schedule. And I know that the holidays have been very busy. And it's a very hectic time for everybody. So I'm kind of waiting for the after the new year to kind of go back into, you know, uh, reach out mode. But I'm not not saying that you can't reach out to me. You know, you can you can come to me. You can access me. I'm not hard to find. Damn sure ain't hard to miss. Whether that's with a handshake or a bullet. So. I know. Sorry. A little, little, little bit of humor, I guess. Uh, I hope that you can. Can be with me on this journey. That's what I hope for. And I hope that. For those of you who have been listening faithfully. I love you all sincerely for it. You're wonderful people. And y'all have reached out to me. And I'm just, I'm amazed by y'all. Thank you for believing in me. And thank you for acknowledging my growth. The ones that have known me for a long time. That know who I used to be. And how I used to be and how I've changed. Thank you so much. This stuff will change you. This stuff will either make you bitter toward this world or it'll make you more loving toward the survivors. And I chose to love the survivors. I chose to have more compassion and empathy for people and to really take a step back before I say things and go, why are they saying the things they're saying? Now, I'm not perfect by no means, and I do have my own hot takes here and there. So, you know, know, I'm not... I ain't Jesus Christ walking on this earth. I am a human. I do make mistakes. I do make stupid mistakes. And I have hot takes that people do not like at all. In fact, will will just vehemently uh, be vicious toward me on. And that's fine too. I understand. Truly do. You know, we, we do have differences. But I try to find the commonality in my fellow man and fellow woman on this earth. I try to see what what connects us and makes us the same. Because we already got too many different boxes and little checkpoints that we can say, oh, well, I'm this, this, and this, and this, and this type person. But we're all just people. And we're all just trying to get by in this crazy world we're living in. But I know one thing, though. The work that I'm in, this is a rallying cry that all of us can get behind. And all of us can fight for it because it's for the children. And it's to help not only children, but these these survivors that grew up and help them heal 
and to give them hope that good people do care about them. I care about y'all. I believe you. And I love you. And if I could hug you and soak up all your pain, I would. It's not just some statement I make. You know, it's not just, I don't just say that just to say that. If that could be my superpower, that would be the superpower I would take. Because if we can heal the world with love, oh man, would this place be a whole hell of a lot better. We would be in paradise again. I truly believe that. And there's a statement that I always say to people when I, that I meet, that new people that I see on TikTok all the time. And I say, I took this from an author that uh, she wrote a book called I See You Survivor. And I'll say a phrase that says, I see you survivor and I love you. Because I see the pain in your story. I see the heartache, the sorrow. And you're trying to heal. And I love you. Because it takes a brave person to speak up on what happened to them. It takes courage to do that, y'all. To put yourself out there. Knowing that you're going to be judged. Knowing that people are going to say some things that are going to hurt you even further. But on the other side of that. You give people like myself, men like myself, the courage to say, you know what? Those people were hurt. And I don't want to see another person hurt like that ever again. I don't want to see another child go through that. They're trying to change the world around them. Let me change the world around me as well. That's what this has become. Me trying to change my own little world around me. And inspire. That's all I want to do. So. With that. All I got to say is. Protect all children even if they're not your own. I love you. Peace. Bye.